Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a fun one. Today, we have with us Charday Oldacre with New Way Studios. Welcome, Charday. Hi, how are you? I am doing great. I'm excited to learn about New Way Studios. How are you serving folks? Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And um, so we're a brand development and digital marketing content creation company located in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we serve a little bit of everybody. (laughs) And then what does that actually mean, brand development? Yeah. So branding, you know, a lot of people think branding has a lot to do with just like your logo or your website or, you know, your uh, business cards. Really, branding has more so to do with the overall experience you want your customers to have. And so what we do is we kind of take our customers along this journey that allows them to really clarify their vision, um, figure out exactly their true brand promise that they give to customers. And then we create a brand identity around their core mission their values, and really what they want to be known for in their marketplace. And this is something that should be central to kind of their reason for being, right? This isn't something you can neglect because if you're not branding yourself intentionally, you're still branding yourself in unintentionally, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're not branding yourself, your customers are branding you or worse, your competitors will be branding you. <laughs> So now when you're talking to clients, uh, don't a lot of times, don't they think they already know their brand or or don't they think they got this figured out and you got to kind of educate them? Maybe they don't have it figured out. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that's probably one of the worst. Um, However, that's typically where a lot of people see themselves, especially those who have been around for a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, what I've realized is that a lot of times when organizations kind of brand themselves and they don't have the psychology behind branding or the rationale really for them to understand the importance of it and how to truly connect their mission with their customers, a lot of times what I find out is that their brand is centered around the owner's desires and the owner's needs. And really what branding is, is you figuring out who you want to target and then creating a product or a service that specifically caters to them, their needs, their audience, right? So your favorite color may not be blue. However, if you're in, let's say, a medical industry, well, blue symbolizes trust. It symbolizes safety. I think I would want to have my doctor to be somebody I can trust and somebody I can be safe around. So So your brand is not so much based upon your needs and your desires and what you want. It's really based upon your customers and the overall goal that you want them to achieve when they interact with your company. Yeah, this seems like kind of three-dimensional chess. You're like looking at this very strategically. And I would imagine some of your clients think they, they... that their customers think of them a certain way, but when you maybe do a little research, you realize they may not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, really what you're talking about is brand positioning, right? Um, you know, brand positioning really talks about how, one, how do you want to be positioned in the minds of your customers? 
but it also has a lot to deal with how your customers view you. That's really what branding is. Branding is how do people view me? You're right, right? So you think about um, your character as a person. People always talk about, you know, your character is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And that's almost exactly what it is with your brand, right? It is what do people, how do people view you when you're not around, when they see your logo, what is the very first thing that comes to their mind? When they hear you speak, what feeling do they have when they're listening to you, right? All of that stuff makes up a brand. And that's why I started off by saying, you know, your branding is not just your logo, website, or business card. It really has a lot to do with ensuring that you touch on each of the senses of the uh, customer in order for them to get a holistic experience of your company. So now, how did you get into this line of work? So I actually went to school for something a little similar, but like nothing at all similar. Um, So I went to school for visual effects and motion graphics. I got my BFA there. Um, At graduated school, I immediately got hired working in my field at this, you know, digital advertising agency. And I was basically the person that just did the creative work. Somebody else did all the strategic thinking. Somebody else, you know, acquired the client. And I was the person who they said, you know, make this animate, basically make this horse move across the screen, right? That kind of thing. And um, I loved it. I did that for almost four years. But towards the ending of my um, journey at that company, I realized that I didn't quite like staying in the studio until 12 o'clock or 1 (laughs) a.m., you know, in this little dark room animating and behind a computer. I really wanted to challenge myself to get more in the conversation of the strategy. And so I started working with upper management and we started kind of, um, I'll be in some of those conversations. I wasn't, um, you know, the creative director or anything like that. So I wasn't in all those conversations. However, I was, I was able to um, kind of get my footing to kind of see how those conversations worked. And so fell, fell in love with that. Absolutely. And so I said, you know, I am, uh, the company went through some shifts and some changes and I was let go. They had a, they were bought out by another company. And so that company wanted to kind of bring in their own designers and so I was had to make a decision what I wanted to do. And I said, let me start my own company. And I really just dug um, as deep as I could into branding and truly understanding the psychology behind human and customer behavior and the reason why certain things work. And I've been in love with it ever since. And then you got to see some of kind of the effects of it. Uh, in your early career, but now you can see how it all connects together and how you can really work on some of the core issues before you actually begin any of the create creativity, right? Like this is kind of, you got to identify the true North of what you're trying to be and who you want to be when you grow up and what you want your customers to say about you before you do anything really. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is one of the very most important things that anybody can do, whether you're a business owner or not, you have to figure out what is your purpose in life, you know, and I kind of feel like I'm still developing that as as I'm getting a lot older, but it really kind of stems from what are you most passionate with, you know? 
Now, in your in, at your studio, how did you kind of build your team? How did you kind of have the leadership skills to pull that off? Trial and error, <laughs> to be honest with you. So this year will make it six years that I've been in business and um, started my company like anybody else. I went to people who I knew, right? So I went to friends and family and um, said, hey, I can't really pay you anything, but you know, let's just have some fun. Let's build something. And um, as the company grew, we moved out of our my living room and we moved into our first office space and um, started to, you know, gain some traction. And then I realized that um, there are certain needs that the team that I had, I couldn't provide for them. Or I was working with people and they couldn't really provide for me within the level that I was trying to achieve. And so trial and error, you know, people come in and they leave and you just keep replacing people until you find the niche. But really what I was able to do after I kind of went through the the ups and downs of trying to find the right team, what I really had to do was had to kind of sit back and figure out what type of leader am I? Right. Because I really think a lot of times in leadership, you, you think about who do you need to hire to best serve you and best serve your vision or the best serve your customers. Right. But it's still kind of centered around you. I had to kind of flip the script a little bit and say, what kind of leader am I and who am I best to serve? People that look like this or people that act this way, um, people that are having this type of mindset And really, in all honesty, when I made that shift, I really started attracting the right type of people to my team. And then it became 10 times easier to retain them. It became 10 times easier um, to create a culture that was really a customer-centered culture. Um, And so, so, yes, like I really had to kind of peel the, the onion back a little bit, the layers back and say, let me kind of focus on me, the kind of boss I want to be the kind of custom kind of boss I am. And um, when I really figured out my strengths, then I realized the type of people who I could attract around me. It sounds like the same advice you give your clients in terms of their brand, that this was your brand of your agency and you were kind of finding out what you stood for and who you want to serve and build the team that can deliver. Absolutely. You know, that's the, that's the one thing about branding. It's ever evolving right? You're, the way that you brand yourself um, when you first get started, your company is going to look a lot different by the time you're in year five or year 10. And that, that doesn't mean you need to change your logo every single time, right? Or your stationary, nothing like that. However, there, sh- there, there should be an evolution, right? The McDonald's logo that we see now is not how it was when it first got started. You know, so there should be some type of evolution over time. And that's how you know that you are creating something that's that I believe is always going to be long lasting. Now, any advice for the 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 uh, maybe potential client or somebody that's going through um, their own like kind of saying, I want to kind of look at my um, own business and I want to peel back some layers Is there anything that you can say to that person that maybe is a symptom that, hey, maybe you should think about rebranding or at least uh, evolving your brand? Uh, Is there anything kind of a person out there? Like, what's a symptom of 
maybe I should think about rebranding. Like what are some things going on in my business that maybe rebranding is the appropriate solution? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, the very first thing is one, if you are trying to attract a new customer, right? So let's say for a very long time, you've been serving only, let's say, let's just say small businesses, right? Small businesses, you in the very, you get a very, uh, niche kind of industry. So you only serve small businesses that catered for food and beverages, right? But now you realize that, you know what, I can also offer these same services or my product to a much larger customer, let's say to a franchise or, you know, a global market. Well, then you then you have to do a rebrand because then you have to figure out what is what is now your brand positioning to reach them. And, and what brand positioning is, is a short little segue, brand positioning is how you are positioned in the mindset of your customers, right? How people think about you when they have a need, do you come first of mind? And, and a lot of that has a lot to do with your brand awareness and your marketing. However, your brand positioning is you saying, this is how I want people to perceive me. And then you create marketing material around that to reinforce what you want to give to people. And so that's how you first know if you need to do a rebrand is if you are wanting to reach a new customer. Another great thing, another thing I would say is if you never have gone through a branding process, (laughs) right? You did everything on your own and now you've reached a new level and you probably are saying, you know, I need to kind of maybe clarify my vision a little bit. I fit, I find myself constantly having to tell my team and my staff who we are, what we do, and our core purpose. Then you probably need to think about a rebrand because there's something in your vision or there's something in what you do that's not clear. And if your staff is unclear, then your customers are going to be unclear. Uh, another reason why you want to rebrand is if you um, just did a merger with another company, right? So you, when another company came together, that is the excellent time to rebrand because you're now needing to kind of reposition your brand in the mindsets of your customers. And so there are multiple different reasons to do a rebrand. However, those are the top three of the main reasons why uh, a lot of people come and work with me. Now, you're mentioning customers uh, a lot, and obviously for most businesses or all businesses, the customer is the center because they are the reason you get up in the morning, and if you didn't have customers, you wouldn't be in business very long. Um, Is there a way uh, or do you teach or coach or counsel your clients on how to kind of create more customer-centered experiences? Absolutely. Um, So the very first thing is you really want to figure out how can you have a customer empathetic culture? And kind of what I mean by that is a lot of times customers will come to you in one state of mind, right? And if you think about the customer journey, so a lot of times people just think about, I've received the customer, I got them. They paid me and now I'm on to the next customer. But, you, but you, you're doing an extremely disservice to that individual, to that company, because they invested in you. They saw something in you 
or in your company that they trusted enough to pay their hard-earned money. And so that's the reason why I put a lot of emphasis on creating customer-centered experiences. And so the very first thing you want to do was have some type of empathy towards your customers. Because let's take for 2020 example, COVID, right? So a lot of my customers were in the hardest, some some of the hardest hit industries that was affected due to COVID, like, you know, um, restaurants, some filmmakers and um, some other studios and things like that. Well, when they first started working with with New Way, they were in one state of mind financially, mentally, and everything else. And now, you know, post-COVID or kind of still in COVID, their mindset is completely different. So I can't treat them and have the same expectation of them the same way I do when I, the the same way I do now when I first started working with them. So having some type of empathy towards your customer and their situation and ensuring that you hire for customer satisfaction, right? So hiring a team that understands and that, that really understands that I need to make sure that this customer has the best experience. Their needs are before my own needs, right? And then when every employee understands that, you're then able to facilitate a direct interaction with the customer. And so a lot of it has to be from the leadership on down. If your staff doesn't understand the importance of the customer, or if your staff doesn't understand the customers, like the company's customers' needs, then the staff have a very hard time talking and interacting with that customer, right? Because as the leader of the organization, you can't talk to every single customer 24-7. As your business grows, the demand for you as a leader grows. So you have to trickle down um, your model and your mindset into your uh, to your staff, and then pray and hope and with training that they also do the same to your customers. And then once you do all of that, then you're able to really link the employee customer to the customer satisfaction. And, and what I mean by that is, so I have this saying in my, in my organization, I always say that my staff is my first customer, right? Um, so how I how I want my external customers to be treated I have to make sure that my internal customer is treated the way I want my external customer treated. And then what happens is because my internal customer, because they understand and know the importance of branding and, and, and they also have a direct um, emotional connection to how they feel by working with New Way, they're then able to relay that same energy, that same passion to my external customers. And so all of that combined is what really will create a customer-centered experience that will always leave you having what I call brand champions. And that's something that it has to be a consistent message and it has to be authentic. It has to really ring true. And you do that by having a high level of empathy for your own kind of true north and as well as understanding the true north of your customers. Absolutely. So now in your uh, growth as an entrepreneur, how has GWBC um, impacted that? Have, has being affiliated with that organization helped you in the, the growth of your company? Absolutely. Um, for one, the 
and and this, and this this is this is just how great they are with just their due with their due diligence, right? Because they ensure that you have all of your paperwork together. They ensure that you're, all of your ducks are in a row. And I have found myself when I'm going after other certifications how easy it is to go after those because I had to take out the time to get my certifications and the all the paperwork just to get you know just become a weeby, right? Um, and then the second part are the connections I've been able to get. I mean, I'm talking about um, having not only creating, you know, finding new customers for New Way, but also cre- just creating long lasting friendships with some amazing women that I have been able to learn from, be inspired from, um, get motivated from listening to them. And um, really creating deeper connections, right? That I know for a fact I would have never met some of these amazing women if I was not a part of this organization. And the last thing is just the exposure that I'm able to have with some of these larger corporations. You know, I recently landed UPS as a client um, within my first year of becoming a Weeby. And I know that's not you know, the most popular thing, or that's not, you know, the most traditional route. Um, However, I would not have been able to make that connection if it was not for this organization. And so um, I am a member for life. I absolutely love this organization (laughs) and I always am going to be a brand champion for it. Wow. That is a really a powerful statement and it congratulations on doing that. That's when you can land an enterprise level customer like that, not only do you get the benefit from having them as a customer, you get the trust of future customers by seeing that if UPS trusted you, you must be a company worth trusting. And that aligns perfectly with your brand. And so it's a win-win-win all the way around. Absolutely. So now if there's a company out there that wants to learn more about New Way Studios, maybe they're struggling with their brand, maybe they just merged. Um, what is the best way to get a hold of you or somebody on your team? Perfect. You can always call our 1-800 number at um, 844-444-NEW-YOU. That's 844-444-NEW-YOU. Um, and that new you is 6838. You could also visit our website at newwaystudios.com. That's N-U-E-W-A-Y-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Or you can just shoot me a direct email. My name is Charday, C-H-A-R-D-A-Y at newwaystudios.com. And then, of course, social media, right? So it's newway underscore studios on Instagram and then just newway studios on Facebook. So those are the best ways to get in contact with us. I'm a very hands-on uh, CEO or brand strategist. So you pick up the call, you might talk to me directly. (laughs) So I'm a very hands-on person and um, I I love what I do. And really, I just love helping people, no matter if they're a small organization or the federal government, you know, we serve them all and everything else in between, we've been able to to help um, just because I, I love seeing people go through that transition. Well, congratulations on all your success and thank you for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you for the opportunity, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.